0: This week on Grape Encounters Radio.
1: When it comes to giving wine gifts, are those scores important? Are medals important? Should we tell somebody that this wine got a 97 from wine enthusiasts? Yes or no?
2: Yes. Yes. Yes, affirmative. Gloat. Yes, yes. yes. Brag. Because here's why. Most people I observe in the big Stores are looking at the scores, but also the medals. The gold is a standout.
0: Peel me a grape, crush me some ice. Give me a peach save the fuzz for my pillow
1: every year at this time I love to sit down to the microphone and just talk about the holidays because there is no time of the year That wine is more important than during the holiday season for so many reasons. And there are so many things that we have to talk about as we approach the holidays. You're going to be going to some parties. You're going to be giving gifts. You're going to be doing a lot of things that are going to cause you to scratch your head and say... Oh my gosh, am I making a mistake? Is this the right choice? You know, when you take that gift to your boss, are you going to impress him or her? Or are you going to make them quietly snicker inside? Well, I decided this year that I wanted to bring in a friend of mine, a friend of this show, I should say, who is the ultimate in good taste. Now, he and I have known each other for a long time when he and I first met He was the head chef and had been for almost three decades at the Playboy Mansion. Now, this is the man who served up cuisine for both Pets and Mr. Hefner. So he spent a good part of his life with bunnies running across the lawn of Mr. Hefner's house. Today, he and his wife, Catherine, have their own resort, and it is called the Canyon Villa. It's in Paso Robles, California, and they still have bunnies running across the lawn, but they're real bunnies. I'd like to welcome William Carter to the studio. Man, it's been, gosh, a long time, William, since you've been in here. Hi, David.
2: Yes, it has. I'm so happy to be back on your show again. So what's it feel like? It's been a while now since you left Playboy. Are you you enjoying the change? I am fabulously enjoying the change. This lifestyle, this new chapter in my life for Catherine and myself has almost gone on for two years now. We've been working
1: hard at it. We've been receiving quite a few awards and accolades. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So just recently, your place, the Canyon Villa, which, by the way, is just this exquisite villa where you can have Chef Carter cook for you amazing meals if you're staying there, was awarded, what, like number two or number three one country resort in the entire country? Yes,
2: that's right. By I,
1: USA Today. Yeah, we are just... How do you do that in two years? Well. Who do
2: you know? <laughs> well, we know a lot of fans, but USA Today bestowed on us number three out of 21. And when you think of our competitors, we're just so humbled to be on that same list as the In at Little Washington, the places in Santa Barbara, all across the country nationwide. And... Relay and Chateau Properties, five-star resorts, and we were chosen as the
1: number three best wine country hotel in the nation. Just think about this, and I'm talking to listeners now, imagine going to this gorgeous wine country villa and being pampered by one of the most renowned chefs on the planet. And his wife, who is equally talented, equally amazing. The things that I hear about the experiences that people have at the Canyon Villa are just astounding. I hear so many wonderful things. We've sent some friends over there, and they just report back amazing things. You know how to please people. That's why you're here on my holiday special to talk about, you know, what do you do during the holidays oh, where wine is concerned, right? I, I am
2: so excited to be here. I have a wealth of information, and I know the two of us together are just going to blow it out of the water, sharing our brain trust, our knowledge base, whatever you or, want to call it. Or,
1: or, or maybe not. We'll just sit here and drink this bottle of wine here and enjoy <laughs> that. Let's start at the very beginning, which is a good spot. Wine, to me, is probably one of the single safest and best gifts that you can give. It's also, when you're asked to come to a dinner party, one of the single best things that you can take. Agreed? Agreed, absolutely. But as long
2: as this table is, there's so many options out there to choose from, and that's where people get nervous.
1: Yes, there are certain things that you absolutely shouldn't do, when you're giving wine, and we're going to talk about a lot of those, I'm going to start with one that I think is most critical. And that's this. If you're going to give a bottle of wine to somebody that you want to impress or please, and it's going to be a well-known name, make sure it's a good one. Because there are so many well-known wines out there, and just grabbing a wine that anybody can pick up at some of the most popular stores out there. You know, albeit they have some nice wines, but, you know, you're not doing anything special. Go for something that is going to have some surprise to it, that's going to be a discovery. What do you think?
2: I agree with you, David. I was thinking about this, and there are some gems in the Rioja district of Spain. Right, Spain is
1: hot right now
2: and great value for your money as well. I'm telling you, you can find a wonderful bottle of wine from the Rioja region, from the foothills of the Pyrenees on the Basque side, and just wonderful, wonderful wines, great value, undiscovered. And when you bring something like that as a gift, it stands out to the person who's receiving it. And they're going to know that you've gone through a great thought process to select something nice for them.
1: And you know what? If you just take five minutes to Google some tasting notes on that wine or a little history on the wine and just print it out, put it in a card and attach it to the bottle of wine. And please put it in a nice bag or any number of containers that are out there that will really dress up the bottle. That'll make it stand out. And, you know, I'm going to re- retract the put it in a bag comment. You know, there are so many cool things that you could put it in besides a bag. These cork cages that are very popular A lot of those will allow you to put the bottle in there and you're given a nice gift as well. But explain to them why you gave them this bottle of wine. Don't just hand them a bottle because they won't understand. And then they're just going to serve it up to people who really don't care or appreciate the wine. Correct.
2: I used to receive, as the executive chef at the Playboy Mansion, every holiday from my vendors... They also knew I was the food and beverage director. I don't think I want to hear this number. Uh, uh, what I was about to say is that my salespeople that gave me a bottle of wine for the holidays, I can still distinctively remember five or six of those bottles because they were so unique and took my palate to a different area of the world I would have never thought about
1: Yeah. And, you know, if you do a little homework on the person that you're bringing the wine to, you know, you can casually find out what they drink or if you just are around them, you can observe. Find something if they're into Cabernets. Talk to your wine expert at the local wine store, wherever you get your wine, and ask them, you know, what would be something that I could give a Cabernet lover that's not a Cabernet? Right? Right. Like, I'm going to tell you right now. Wines that are hot right now, we're going to weave this through our conversation, but one for sure that I think you ought to have your eyes on is Cabernet Franc. Bingo. So you love it too? I do love it.
2: I like Cabernet Francs that are well-made. Now, having said that, you have to talk to somebody at a wine shop, not a warehouse-type place, and find out from them, I'm in the mood to find something unique Cabernet Franc, you're going to find reasonable value for it as well. Another one that comes to mind is one of the other five noble grapes of a Bordeaux blend since we're talking about Cabernet. Can I can models. I guess? Can I guess?
1: What you're going to say? Can I guess? Yes, please. Malbec.
2: Bingo. Oh, I got it. Ding ding ding. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: Boy, you're on a roll, David. Well, you know, I do this for a living. <laughs> okay. So, yes, Malbec. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. You know, here's the thing about wines that come from South America. And I'm going to throw Cab Franc in this for a second because they're making some amazing Cabernet Franc in South America. Absolutely amazing. But the cost of the wine is probably less than half quality-wise, for the same quality, I should say, then you would pay for something from, say, California, from the Napa Valley. So you really can get amazing values from South America. They're not going to know these wines, and they're going to be wowed by the wines. I agree. I agree. And they got some amazing talent working in South America. Hey, we're talking to William Carter. What kind of gift, wine-wise, should you give to somebody who's important to you, whether it's your boss, it's a friend, it's a family member? What should you take to a holiday party? We're going to really dig deep into the subject today on Grape Encounters with my dear friend, William Carter. He, along with his wife, is the proprietor of the number 3 Wine Resort in America, according to USA Today, and former head chef at the Playboy Mansion for, what was it, 28 years? Yeah. 28 28 years. years. Uh, William Carter is with me, and we'll
0: be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. In wine, there is truth. And sulfites, and occasionally a, a few insect parts. You learn something every day on Grape Encounters Radio. We like to talk about wine. <laughs> Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues, broadcasting from our wine cellar studio in idyllic Atascadero, California. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me.
2: Been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hard down the chimney tonight.
1: All right, there is no better version of Santa, baby, than the Eartha Kitt version. I love that version of the song. And we have in the studio today William Carter. He's the former head chef for the Playboy Mansion. 28 years is how long he was there. He and his wife opened up the Canyon Villa on the central coast of California in Paso Robles, now named the number three wine resort in all of America. He's also a wine judge and has been one for many, many, many years. We're both on a similar wine judging circuit, and he mostly has the ultimate in taste, which is why I've asked William to join me today and talk about giving wine as a gift, whether it's a gift or something that you're bringing to a dinner party. William, by the time I get through your resume, I'm almost out of time. <laughs>
2: Let's not go there, then. (laughs) All
1: right, let's not go there. You know what I hate more than anything is you go to a party, like you're invited to a dinner party, and you bring your wine, and you've spent like an hour pouring over what wine you're going to bring to somebody, and what do they do? They put it on a shelf and save it. Well, that's okay. I do that. Well, I do that too. But, you know, so many times they put it with those other 20 bottles that were not thought Uh, out very well. That's a good call, Dave. And you go and you die in that mess. That's why I say put it in something special so that somebody realizes they've got something special. Because a $3 bottle of wine can often look like a $300 bottle of wine. You just never know.
2: Here's what I do. When I bring a bottle of wine as a gift for somebody, I don't put it in a bag. I take a nice ribbon and tie it around the neck of the bottle, and I do a little hole punch on a card or something and put that through the ribbon as well when I tie it I onto like it. I like it. And then I can put it there. And you're right as well, David. You just pointed something out. Deflation is how I feel when I bring a nice bottle of wine to a party, and they put it in there with the other 12 bottles of wine that are sitting on the table. And towards yeah, the
1: mass-produced stuff.
2: Well, what happens is all of a sudden, Joe Blow from over on the other side of the room sees that you've walked in with an interesting bottle of wine. Oh, they go, well,
1: they go, William Carter just came in. William Carter's not going to bring Let's go jump on that wine. Let's get that bottle, yeah.
2: Yeah, and they, Th- they pop it They sneak around the corner, yeah, pop it open. And gosh, the intent was to give it to the host and hostess of the party.
1: Right. Well, one of the things that I always do when you bring a wine gift to a party, unless you specifically want it to be poured at the party... What you have to do when you hand it to the host, you say, stash this away. This is very special. You don't probably want to pour it willy-nilly. Do you agree that that's okay to say? I agree because it's happened to us. We
2: receive bottles from our guests constantly. Uh, we have a bottle of Brunello de Montecino, a very nice bottle. Delicious. And the guests said to us... We just came back from Italy. We brought this back with us, and we wanted to give it to you. This is their second visit with us in less than a month. And they said, please save this so you and Catherine can enjoy this at another time. Don't bring it out at wine hour. Don't bring it out for Sunday supper. This is just for the two of you. It's a nice bottle of wine. It's not the willy-nilly stuff.
1: It's not the willy-nilly. Let's go back to something we were talking about in the first segment, which is you were talking about Spain and bringing as gifts wines from Rioja. I mentioned South America, and you chimed in and said, yeah, South America is a great place to go for great wines. What are some of the other off-the-beaten-path places that you might want to look for wine from that are going to make a great impression what do you like well two things come to mind
2: immediately the commission in italy that's been doing proseccos and pushing them on the american palette for the last three five years those are kind of in the mainstream they're not pulling me in
1: What you're saying is the Proseccos have – they weren't in the mainstream, and they were great values for a while, and now they're just not special anymore. Correct. And I would suggest that the
2: guests look for Frantacortas, which are Italian sparkling wines made in a Champenoise method, but also sparkling Burgundies are another great – See,
1: that's totally off my radar. Sparkling Burgundies, sparkling Burgundies, yes, yeah, which is going to be basically champagne, right? Pretty much, it's it's out there, and is that what they call it, sparkling Burgundy.
2: They call it sparkling Burgundy because they have to. But a big producer is the Boisset family that makes a sparkling Burgundy. Uh, now
1: you're talking about a, a really good friend of both of ours, I think, yes, right? Yes, Jean Charles. Jean Charles Boisset, yes. I yeah, know that's right. Okay, so l- let me understand this. It's a sparkling Burgundy. It's probably made from Chardonnay and Pinot, right? That's
2: correct. Okay.
1: So, so it's exactly what Champagne would be. The only difference is it's coming from the Burgundy region instead of the Champagne region. Exactly. So and, and so the price is going to be what?
2: One, third, one quarter, one-fifth the price. Even for what Jean Charles makes wonderful, wonderful wine, and you're talking maybe
1: $20, $22 tops. And the the amazing thing about what you're suggesting is when we're talking about grapes from Burgundy, we're talking about some of the finest grapes on planet Earth. Yeah. Okay, so don't be so hung up on champagne is what I guess you're saying, right? Correct. Don't be I so agree. hung
2: up on, on the champagne. And, and to your point, David, a Premier Cru or a Grand Cru, white still wine Burgundy unbelievable they can go up to $800 $400 a bottle and that is insane but you can get that same sparkler from burgundy for like i said
1: 20 bucks all right let's not leave out crémants okay mm. so crémants again are identical to champagne for the most part except not from the champagne region right these are gorgeous wines beautiful wines from france You couldn't ask for anything more tasty, but they're going to be, what, half the price of a champagne probably? Half the price, and you're going
2: to still have the minerality and the crisp acidity and the lengthy finish that you'd find in a champagne. You'll find in the Cremant and the sparkling burgundy.
1: Okay, so we have completely left off sparklers from California. There's a million of them. And they're amazing. And the the other thing that's interesting about sparklers from California is they're not as well known. You can find some really interesting wines that are sparklers from California. Well, I shouldn't leave out other states, by the way. There are great sparklers that come from New York, Michigan. Michigan, yeah,
2: Massachusetts, there's two or three that come to mind there.
1: So look for some of those because you're going to have fun with those wines. They're absolutely delicious. They
2: are delicious, and they're also standouts in their own right. Again, if you're giving something to take to a party, I think that would be wonderful. I think if I were to give a bottle of wine to my boss at the holidays, I would look more towards a red wine, something that they don't have to feel guilty about opening immediately, that they can save it for their own birthday or their own special uh, all right, occasion. So, so
1: hold that thought. We are talking to a real genius. It is William Carter. He was the uh, chef at the Playboy Mansion, head chef for, can you imagine that, 28 years. And then uh, he and his wife started their own resort. And what, in two years, they become number three in America, named that by USA Today. Everything he does is amazing, an incredible wine judge. But I'm just going to say this, an incredible friend who, yes, is going to be getting a very nice bottle of wine from me over the holidays. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters and William Carter right after this.
2: Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight.
0: Hurry down the chimney... You are listening to America's number one wine radio show, Grape Encounters, with David Wilson. Tonight...
1: This segment of Grape Encounters is brought to you by my number one wine discovery of 2016, the awesome gold medal winning wines of the Cardella Winery. From the very first sip, you'll understand why these astounding, nicely priced Cardella wines are swiftly becoming a cult classic, just as I predicted. Handcrafted and stunning, you can get yours at CardellaWinery.com. That's CardellaWinery.com or find more information at grapeencounters.com
2: All my big decisions
1: dilemma when it comes to trying to pick a gift for somebody during the holidays or just bringing a nice house gift if you've been invited over for a dinner party. Imagine for a moment that you have been invited to a dinner party being thrown by William Carter, the renowned former head chef of the Playboy Mansion. I mean, we're talking about somebody that probably would be hard to please. And he's sitting here with me right now. William? Are you hard to please? I am the easiest
2: guy to please. Yes, surprisingly so, because I enjoy a wide range of wines. If somebody were to bring me a bottle of wine, I want something off the beaten track. I want somebody to bring me something that they've spent some well-thought time out getting, because here's what's going to happen. You bring a bottle of wine like that to me, I'll probably invite you
1: back for dinner, Well, you've already invited them for dinner. That's why they're bringing the wine. Oh, you you mean a second dinner? Yes. They come back for a second dinner. Absolutely. You made a really good point there, which is find something off the beaten track. It comes down to that, and I will tell you, I know very few true wine enthusiasts who are hung up on the price. You know, if somebody's really a wine lover, you're going to find that, first of all, they care mostly about what that wine tastes like. Bottom line, how good is that wine? And if you've introduced somebody to a wine that was $25, but wow, what a discovery it is, they're not going to look at you and say, wow, what a tightwad you are, William Carter. They're going to thank you for it, and they're going to go buy it themselves.
2: Correct. I call it chasing flavors. Chasing flavors. I don't talk about the price point. I talk about chasing flavors.
1: I try to tell people that for the Grape Encounters Emporium, our wine shop, I don't want to know what the varietal is. I don't want to know what the price is. I don't want to know where it came from. When I'm considering a wine, I want to taste the wine and then I'll go, what would I pay for this? And if those things are all in line, the quality is there, the price is there. Once we unveil the wine, that wine is going to be a wine I'm going to sell. And I do that for wines for my own personal consumption. And just by the way, I go to other shops and buy wine because I can't carry everything, right? Right. David, you've just hit upon two
2: or three great points that I think everybody should keep in mind when they're out there looking for wine. Oh, no, it's going
1: to be a long show. Okay, uh, go ahead. What yeah. do you got? Well, what
2: I got is that bring home a couple of bottles of wine, brown bag them, and sit down and taste them with a bunch of friends. And then do the reveal at the end, just what you're talking about. I did the exact same thing with my distributors. They would bring wines to me at the Playboy Mansion. I wanted them blind. I didn't want to know the pricing on it. Yeah. And it was all about just tasting the wine, and I'm saying to myself, would I drink this wine consistently day in and day out? Do I find it interesting, and how are the flavors on this wine? As a professional wine judge yourself, you know that there are some poorly made wines that are floating out there in the right. world. So no to that. I believe that the benefit of tasting wines is very important and that you should go out, buy a few bottles of wine at different price points, brown bag them, and then taste them. So, with so how does
1: this fit into the whole holiday, um, shopping? holiday shopping thing? Are you saying that we should taste the wines first before we give them? I'm saying do your homework. Or, you know, yeah, or get a corvin and sneak a little uh, of the wine out of the bottle. Right. No, don't do that. Ah, okay. Hey, we're talking to William Carter. He and his wife Catherine have the Canyon Villa, number three best wine resort destination in America by USA Today. Former chef of the Playboy Mansion, head chef for Hugh Hefner and the Bunnies. But now you got bunnies running across your lawn, but they're real bunnies, right? They're real bunnies. Do you ever cook them up? No. Don't yet. answer that. Don't answer Not that. Not yet. By the way, a great holiday gift, you you might want to give to the one you love a couple of days at the Canyon Villa. Just Google it, Canyon Villa. You'll find it. Anyway, let's get back to the topic at hand here. We were talking about where to go for great values in terms of wine. Can we talk for a second about great varietals that you can give that are off the beaten path? Because, you know, there are basically eight or nine varietals out there that everybody knows. They're the big varietals. And if you think that Cabernet Sauvignon is a safe bet for somebody, I'm going to tell you you're absolutely wrong. Because about nine out of ten Cabernets, I would never drink. Is that fair to say? Where would you put it?
2: I'd have to say that I think the Cabernet Sauvignon range is not what it used to be. I would say that nine out of ten are just kind of mass produced and the stuff that's at the higher end of the spectrum yeah there's a lot of wow factor there but are you impressing somebody with a label on a bottle you want to impress them with what's in the bottle so let's look at the different varietals that are out there I believe that Malbec, Cab Franc are two that are nice to go to. Personally, I like the Grenache Blanc or Roussan or some of those European blends.
1: Yes, and you were starting to talk about some of the Bordeaux varietals. Merlot, gang, Mm -hmm. buy Merlot. There's never been a better time in the history of mankind than right now to buy amazing fantastic merlot it got pummeled by the movie sideways and it's having a hard time coming back but the merlots that are out there are selling for probably half what they should be selling for the good ones and they are delicious
2: i agree now is the time to purchase merlot the quality is there And the value that you get, unbelievable. Particularly to me, the California Merlots are a great value right now. I'm not such a big fan of offering up a Zinfandel for
1: a holiday gift, but Merlot would do it for me. And and I would say this price point, if you'll spend $40 on a Merlot, you can find an astonishing Merlot for that price. Oh, mind-blowing. For $40. Yeah. Whereas if you want a mind-blowing Cabernet... You're really going to spend $70, 80 Even 150 even, even 150 It's really tough to find great Cabernets for less than those prices. I mean, they're out there, but that's the deal, man. So what about Syrah? We haven't talked about Syrah. Syrah and Grenache blends are all the rage right now. Would you recommend that? I'm uh,
2: hesitating a little bit because I'm trying to think in my mind who a standout is as a Syrah producer. See, now I'm getting a little technical about this because I'm thinking regions as to where I would pick and choose my Syrahs from.
1: Well, that's fair, but I I would say this, that my prediction is that Rhone varietals, and we're talking about Grenache, Syrah, Mouved, or if you prefer drought these varietals are all the rage right now. I see people buying them up more and more and more. A shift from Bordeaux varietals, which is what everybody knows, you know, the Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Malbec, Petit Verdot, and what am I missing? I'm missing Sauvignon um. Blanc, okay? Peck Peckpool
2: Blanc is another Rhone varietal, the pool grape, which I happen to be a fan of, but I would say nine out of 10 of our guests that stay with us are Gaga over Rhone varietals. That's why here
1: yeah so that's a good rule of thumb now if you're going to a party or you're giving a gift go in and when you talk to your wine expert or you can just do a little googling online i mean that there's never been a better time to get great information than right now there's just so many great websites that have just a plethora of information on wines but if you'll just point to the rhone varietals and you know maybe back off of uh, the Bordeaux, which everybody knows You're going to find some great wines there that people are not going to be familiar with that are going to be a lot less expensive, and they're going to really do the trick. I agree. However,
2: some of the Rhone varietals that have some notoriety and high scores from Wine enthusiasts, Wine Spectator... Those are in the stratosphere. We're looking at uh, $80, $90 a bottle for some of the producers. But backing up from that for $26, $32, you can get a darn good Syrah.
1: Okay, we're talking to William Carter. He and his wife own the Canyon Villa number three wine destination resort in america according to usa today and according to me too i'd put it very close to number one former chef at the playboy mansion as well when we come back william was just mentioning the reviews that some of these wines get with wine enthusiasts etc how important are those reviews and how important are medals and scores when it comes to giving a wine gift I'm going to say, and it's going to be really a departure from what I used to say. I'm going to say it's very important, or can be very important, and it can make you look really good if you do your homework. And we'll be back to talk about that with William Carter when we return in just a couple of minutes with Grape Encounters.
0: Your Grape Encounter with David Wilson will continue from our Central Coast Wine Country studio in the quaint, friendly, and historic town of Atascadero, California. Don't forget to join our Grape Encounters Radio Facebook group page, where incredibly fun people just like you share ideas and frequently get together to share a bottle as well. Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues. Don't you know all those little brown-eyed girls want playboys of the South? We're
1: playboys from the Southwestern world. We are back with Grape Encounters Radio and my special guest, all my guests are special, but this one, he's a special guest because he's a special friend, William Carter. He and his wife own the Canyon Villa on the Central Coast in California. Rated number three by USA Today as the third best wine country destination to stay at. And wow, imagine having the former head chef of the Playboy Mansion cooking for you after having a glorious sleep in wine country. So William, we were talking when we had to go to break. You had mentioned a few words about the reviews that some of these wines get from wine enthusiasts and wine Spectator, etc. When it comes to giving wine gifts... Are those scores important? Are medals important? Should we tell somebody that this wine got a 97 from wine enthusiast? Yes or no? Yes.
2: Yes. Yes, affirmative. Gloat. Yes, yes. Brag. Because here's why. Most people I observe in the big stores moving around the stores are looking at the scores that are placed prominently by the wines, but also the metals. And here's a good point, is that something that's a gold or a silver is a darn good bottle of wine. A silver means that it defines what that wine should be. It's very good. And a gold is a standout in that particular range of wines. Let's say Syrah California Syrah. So a gold, wow. I will look at a silver-metaled wine. I will look at a wine that has a score of 89 points, a score of 87 points, because what I like doesn't mean what you like. It means that it's a darn good bottle of wine. Well,
1: you know, and you and I both uh, judge some of the major competitions. The people sitting around the table that you're sitting at while you're judging, these are powerful people in the wine business or in the food and wine business. I'm telling you to get a gold medal from one of these tables of judges is tough.
2: It's very tough. It's mind-blowing because you have technical people there. You have buyers there. You have psalms there. So everybody that's on your panel comes from a different station in the wine industry. We
1: don't know what these wines are. They're blind. We do not know what these wines are. We don't know how much they cost. Correct. So there could be potentially a $100 bottle of wine that we sip right next to a $20 bottle of wine. It can happen.
2: It does happen all the time. And I have to tell you that it's surprising to see when you're reviewing your results at the end of the competition to see that that $100 bottle didn't make it and the $20 bottle did. And that's the one I'm going for. That's the
1: one you're going for. And you can get, and this is a really good strategy for buying wines as a gift. Most of the great competitions publish, they'll have a PDF online, and they publish the results of their most recent contest. So you can go on to their site, you know, their website, and you can look at the wines. And, you know, pick a few varietals that you think the person that you're buying for will like and look for those gold medals. You can buy gold medal wines all day long that are just $30, $40, which I think, you know, is a good price range to start at.
2: That's a great point you make, David. Many international wine competitions that are held here in this country can give you the whole gamut of what you're looking for. I have judged many of those, and I like the fact that it is a PDF document that you download. You can save it to your phone and take it with you to the store or print out a couple of pages, highlight it, and then walk around and do your shopping.
1: Absolutely. And I would strongly recommend – and I said this earlier in the show, really at the beginning of the show – Write a little note when you're giving wine as a gift. Write a note. Explain to them why you're giving this gift. Because there are literally millions of wines available to purchase, and most of them are inexpensive and not delicious. Okay, so if you're picking something special, I think there is nothing wrong with telling the recipient why you picked the wine. Tell them! Tell them. Also, in that same printout,
2: give a little history of the wine or the winery or the chateau or whoever the producer is.
1: All right. So uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. So let's break it down then. OK, we've already said if you're given a gift, tell them why you got it. That's the most important thing. We've said go for wines from places that are not typically on the list of places to buy wine from because there are great buys from Italy. Great buys from Spain. There are great buys from France, especially in the bubbly if you stay away from Champagne. Correct. Pick and choose. Okay. Other places that you would recommend? We talked about South America. Oh, gosh. South America is where the big buys are right now. And they're going to be for the next few years. But they're going to go away at some point.
2: So uh, Canada is producing some nice white wines from the Okanaga Valley. Yeah. Virginia is also doing a decent job. And let's not leave Michigan out of the picture as well. Michigan,
1: yeah. I don't know Michigan wines all that well. I think we've got to take the Grape Encounters caravan up to Michigan and, and check do it out, ro- right? Do a road show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Count me in. All right. Uh, anything else that we've missed? Oh, make sure that when you give your wine gift – that it's just not in some dollar gift bag. You can even buy wine boxes. I'll tell you what, many, many wine stores have wine boxes that you can put the wine in. And when somebody sees a box show up, they pay special attention to it. And, and believe me, they're not gonna pull that wine out. It's magical, right? It's magical.
2: And also, if you go to a bona fide wine shop, look at some of the accessories that are there as well. If you know that the person you're giving a gift to has a Coravin, why not wrap up a box of the extra little cartridges, the gas cartridges for them, or a a nice winemaker, or uh, you know, a wine opener or something like that. There's always wine shops have that personal touch that you don't see in the mass stores, uh, the big box stores. Very very good point.
1: You can always give corkscrews. There are gorgeous corkscrews available for anywhere between 14 let's say and $25 that will just you know they're eye candy they're so beautiful decanters you can get a wonderful decanter for about $40 right. you know don't get the the same old same old because there are some d- decanter designs that are just absolutely beautiful i it, was given a gift
2: one year of a coravin now i was just blown away but this person knew that i Midweek, only like to have one glass of wine at night. Well, that was Chapter 2. Chapter 3, I, it's wine hour every night at the Canyon Villa. Yeah. But the Coravan
1: came in handy, and I thought, gosh, what a thoughtful gift. Yeah, thoughtful gift, but, you know, we're going to spend at least $200 for a Coravan. They've got a new cheaper model out for 200 bucks, <laughs> but it's pricey. All right, William, that's it. We're done. Oh, my pleasure to be here, How David. How fun to do this with you. That oh. is going to do it for Grape Encounters this week. What a pleasure to have on the former executive chef from the Playboy Mansion for almost 30 years, William Carter, now running the Canyon Villa, started by he and his wife, Catherine. You can check them out. It's a beautiful place and just so much fun to go there and so much fun to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me on your show. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Grape Encounters this week. Uh, The holidays are, well, we're in them. So go out, make some good decisions. Don't be afraid to buy the good stuff. We've given you some advice here that'll make it easy and inexpensive. And remember, when it comes to gift giving, the most important thing to remember is please don't forget me. We'll see you next week on Grape Encounters.